Welcome to this podcast from Greater Boston on WGBH2. It is one in a series of interviews with authors conducted by Greater Boston host Emily Rooney. Our podcasts are made possible through the generous contributions of WGBH viewers and listeners like you. Thanks for joining us. And now, here's Emily. Former Oklahoma Congressman Mickey Edwards says the conservatives of today have abandoned the principles on which the Republican Party was founded, limited government and individual freedom. Edwards has a new book, Reclaiming Conservatism, How a Great American Political Movement Got Lost and How It Can Find Its Way Back. And Mickey Edwards is here. Welcome. Hi, Emily. I really enjoyed reading this. Oh, thank Going you. Going back and, you. you know, even just sort of grasping what has happened primarily in the last two decades or even right. since the Gingrich movement. But you say that the current political movement has really abandoned the principles on which this party was founded. How so? Well, you know, one of the... Well, I, I trace how the Republican convention platforms, mm -hmm. for example, have evolved over 40 years where conservatives today, people who call themselves conservatives, people you know, like Rush Limbaugh and Ann Coulter mm -hmm. and Tom DeLay, they wouldn't know a conservative if it bit them in the ankles. You know, but they today support things that if Lyndon Johnson had done them, we would have been marching in the streets to protest. They, they support a president declaring that he's above the law. He can sign a bill into law, not have to obey it, or that people on his White House staff are immune from being called to testify, or that he can conduct electronic surveillance, wiretapping, without a warrant, even though the law says he needs a warrant. And, and conservatives never would have put up with that. We believed in limited government, separated powers to protect individual rights, and, and today's conservatives are supporting just the opposite. Yeah, because you don't really hear that much about the Ninth and Tenth Amendments. Probably most people don't know what they are, but this limiting the authority of government, and yet that is exactly what, well, it wasn't just the Bush administration. It started before that, but they have increased the authority of government not necessarily the size, which is always the thing that right. some current uh, conservatives compare it to. Size doesn't necessarily matter, but certainly the authority does. Yeah, well, part of it is who decides, you know, and our system is supposed to be separated powers so that the final word about whether you go to war or whether you're, you have higher taxes or how much you spend and what you spend it on are made by the people's representatives in Congress. No president in history, all, all presidents like to gain more power. You know, there have been a lot of presidents who have tried to gain a little more power. No president in history has ever run such a committed comprehensive campaign to take more power into his own hands in violation mm -hmm. of the Constitution. Uh, and it, I understand that. It, it's human nature to try to get more power. What I don't understand is people who call themselves conservatives in Congress going along with it. When, when uh, Harriet Myers and Josh Bolton were subpoenaed to testify before Congress, and that's not a party imitation, that's serious business. And, and the, the Congress tried to censure them for doing that, mm -hmm. for ignoring a congressional subpoena. The Republicans walked out. Conservatives walked out, and I thought, I don't know who those people are, but that's not anything that Barry Goldwater would yeah. have ever believed in, or Ronald Reagan would have believed in. You know, th this is a whole new breed. I was about to ask you, know. you about Barry Goldwater because that was a real nostalgic pull back into the past too. What what was it about his breed of conservatism? And you talk about, of course, William F. Buckley Jr. too, and and what what their ideals were versus what they are now. Well, Goldwater always used to ask about everything. Does it maximize freedom? He believed, you know, here, here's the, the, the essence of the Goldwater philosophy, and, and, and mine actually, is that what made America different 
was that before the United States, the, the usual way government and, and the people uh, related was gover- you, you had government was rulers, and down here were the subjects, and rulers told the subjects what to do. And in this country, we weren't going to be subjects. We were going to be citizens, and citizens tell the government what to do. Uh, but now we seem to be entering a period when it's all about how to protect the government from the people, you know, to, to be immune from being questioned, to disobey the laws passed by the people's representatives. You know, uh, Goldwater believed in the same thing James Madison believed in and Thomas Jefferson believed in, you know, which was freedom. Liberty. We were a free people, right, liberty. Well, you, well, you talk about that, you know, like liberty being the foundation of the Republican Party and and you, you mention or you bring up the issue about whether that's sort of a libertarian ideal or whether you had some of those leanings. Yeah. But what at what point, and that's become something of a dirty word, when did it flip over? Was it in the 1960s or so? It all became conservative, became focused on cultural issues or moral issues or social issues. How did that happen? Well, there, there were actually several steps and won't go into it all. But uh, for one thing, I do want to make a distinction between the Republican Party and conservatives. Because I'm talking about conservatives. Mm-hmm. And we used to think the Republican Party was a vehicle to get conservative ideas uh, ascendant. What's happened now is the party has taken over. And so conservatives say, what matters to me is not that I have to keep a check on the president, who is the head of a different branch of government, but he's our team captain. You know, we're Republicans, he, he's a Republican, we have to defend him. Totally changes our system. But uh, we, we have gotten the, the rise of the religious right, which has changed the dynamics, you know, where, you know, I, I believe people of religious faith ought to try to live that faith. But we're a religious people living in a secular nation. Uh, and, and they should not use their religious beliefs, as sincere as they may be, to try to impose their values on the entire country. Then, then we had the neocons most of whom were leftists, most of whom came out of the socialist movement, who believe in using government power to shape the kind of society they want. Those people had nothing to do with what the either the Goldwaters were or the Reagans. Ronald Reagan came right out of the Goldwater campaign. So whereas the neocons are a little too eager to rush to war, what Ronald Reagan did was press the Soviets to get rid of nuclear weapons. You know, it's a totally different approach. But when you hear people like Laura Ingram or Ann Coulter, you brought her up, Talk about true conservative. We've got to get back to true conservatism. That's the word they use. Yeah. They're largely talking about moral issues. They're talking about moral issues or they're talking about, you know, hey, it, we have a threat. Therefore, let's give all the power to the president. Yes, exactly. You know, right, right now, the people mm-hmm. who want to dismantle the mm-hmm. Constitution are doing more harm to us as a nation than al-Qaeda could do. Uh, and, and so... Yeah, you're uh, not big on uh, changing the Constitution to satisfy... You know, we didn't have to do it when the Soviet Union was around with its nuclear weapons and, and the whole Eastern Pact and the big Soviet army. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't have to change the Constitution this way and ignore it, you know, during World War II. You know, we, we've always done missteps. The Alien and Sedition Acts, that was, that was a misstep. Uh, putting Japanese Americans into concentration camps. We've done stuff like this, mm-hmm. but we've never had such a coordinated effort over so much time to say, like presidential signing statements, I've signed this. I've signed it. It's law. It's binding on you. Okay. It's binding on me. But it's not binding on the president. In one minute, Nikki, how do we bring it back? Well, you bring <laughs> it back. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you bring it back by American citizens demanding of their candidates for Congress. Forget president. You know, of their candidates for Congress. When you see them in a town meeting or in a campaign, you know, are you going up there to to work for your party? 
or to work for the president, be loyal to the president? Are you going up there to stand by the Constitution and protect our freedoms? But if, if this, I mean, are the people going to ask that question? I hope they do. You know, so far, you know, uh, not talking about you, but I've watched the media conducting, you know, the debates between the candidates. The media is not asking those questions. Charlie Savage at the Globe, uh, with the exception, very good job. Uh, but, yeah, the public has to go to the members of Congress or candidates for Congress and say, we want you to stand by our freedoms, you know, not pledging loyalty to some national leader. Who is, by example, a Republican who represents your kind of conservatism? Well, it's hard to, hard to think of one who does. John McCain does to some extent. You know, when, uh, when, when Coulter and the others attacked McCain because he did not support mm-hmm. Bush's tax cut, neither Ronald Reagan nor Barry Goldwater would have voted for a major tax cut while we were going into a multi-billion dollar war. So in that case, McCain was the conservative and George Bush was the liberal. Mm. All right. Mickey Edwards, Reclaiming Conservatism. Thanks for listening to this podcast, one in a series of interviews conducted by Greater Boston host Emily Rooney. We invite you to watch Greater Boston weeknights on WGBH2 at 7 p.m. and again at midnight. The program is also available through Comcast On Demand.